0: Thank you for joining the Homeschool Help Desk Live. My name is Tam and I'm here to help you. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And now let's get into the show. Go ahead and get started with your question there, Kay. So you said, I have a question about prepping for standardized tests, how? So the main thing that you, first of all, what, what age range are we talking about if you wouldn't mind? Um, just dropping that in the chat as well, and then also what state you're in, just so I can better answer your question. Um, but the way that we have done it in the past is, we have prepared using the what we what is called the Pass Test by Hewitt Learning, and what I did leading up to us preparing for the test is just to familiarize my kids with multiple choice because for a while, none of our curriculum that we chose had included multiple choice. So it was kind of foreign to them. Um, But if your kids are already familiar with, with multiple choice, then I would simply just um, focus some attention on the topics that are going to be covered on the test, which usually includes like English language arts section. So like a reading section um, and then like a language arts or grammar section, and then the math sections. Um, But yeah, just go ahead and let me know what grades you're preparing for or which which grade your kids are in, and then I can look up some information to be a bit more specific for you. But yeah, I just basically um, found online some different practice tests just to, again, get them familiar with it. Nothing that was going to be super intense. Um, But we, as I've mentioned in the past, have been homeschooling from the beginning, and in Georgia, you're not required to start standardized testing until the third grade. So, from kindergarten through third grade, we really hadn't seen any multiple choice, and I didn't—I hadn't been selecting materials that included that. And I could tell when when we first received the test, like my kid was going to be a little confused. So before we actually did the test, I said, "Okay, this is what multiple choice is." <laughs> you know, just have to take some time to explain what it was, uh, because sometimes I think we take for granted that what we knew as kids, our kids don't necessarily know. So that did take a little bit of time to explain. Um, But then after that, um, because the past test is not timed and you can administer it in your home, we just basically did it like one section per day until uh, they were complete. So um, let me know if you have additional questions or anything else that you want. Wanted to know because I don't think I saw your answer about the grades that your kids are in pop up. So just let me know. And also, if anyone has any homeschooling resources that you're using that are working very well for you and your family, you can also put those in the chat. I do have the recommended resources list pulled up so that I can keep adding on, so that you know, as other people are coming to the channel and looking for resources, they can go to my profile and find that resource list. So just go ahead and whatever's working best for you guys. I'm gonna take a sip of coffee. Mm. That warm hug in a mug, I tell (laughs) you. So Kay, if you're still here, did that help or did you have Another question, or like I can expound upon that if you're still here. And also, thank y'all so much for the likes. I do see those hearts popping up. I definitely appreciate that. I didn't see a response, Kate. It it went straight from asking how. And then now I see your, oh no, can you see my response? So I didn't see anything in between that. If you sent something, please let me know or send it again if you don't mind, because I didn't see it pop up. Because I know for some, some tests, like the California Achievement Test doesn't start until like the fourth grade. So if you've got younger kids, and you live in a state where it's required every year, you know that. My recommendation would be would be slightly different. That's the only reason that I'm asking for for that information, uh, because I believe the past test, if I'm not mistaken, you can do that in the kindergarten level. But I will double check that just to make sure I'm not confusing the two tests. Let's see. Oh no, I'm sorry. Pass test starts at third grade. So not kindergarten. Okay, so you guys took the NWEA map. So were you just wondering like how to prepare your kids for that test now that you've selected which one you're gonna do? Good morning, homeschool mama. You say, I haven't seen anywhere in if Arizona has children take these tests. I will check for you. Let's see. Even though I look this up from time to time, I sometimes forget. So I'm saying no for Arizona. Arizona does not have an assessment requirement. So that's awesome. (laughs) There's nothing on here that you are required to, um, to do on a, any kind of time, um, any sort of regular basis. Um, yeah, it says here, you just file your affidavit of intent, provide a copy of the child's birth certificate, teach the required subject. And then if you ever decide to stop homeschooling, or if you move out of your county to like another county, you have to send a letter of termination within 30 days of ending your homeschool program or moving. So yeah, no uh, testing requirements there. Oh, you're welcome, you're welcome. And yes, good (laughs) good morning back to you. Um, Okay, so Kay, you're saying you took it already, but they didn't do very well, but it's more because my son was over it. While my oldest, I'm not sure what happened, so I'm working to do better. Okay, got you. Okay, so I just wanted to, let me circle back to your question then. So for my kids, I think we were in a similar situation in that my kids were also not loving the idea of a test because that just wasn't the way that we did things. You know, we, I didn't have it set up to where they were doing weekly tests and things of that nature. Um, but once we switched over to using Argo Prep, which in their workbooks includes some sections of multiple choice, and that just was part of our you know regular routine where they were seeing multiple choice more often. It be I think it just kind of desensitized it to them where it didn't feel so much like a test. It was just this is just like a workbook, and I'm just answering questions. So um I don't know if in the if in the future you would want to consider adding a workbook that includes some multiple choice just to have that familiar familiarization so that whenever a test time comes. It's just another, you know, it's nothing that's, it's not so much of a difference between regular schoolwork and this is a test, if that makes sense. So like, that's, I think that's what helped with my kids, just making it part of the routine. Good morning, Newport News, Virginia. Thank you so much for that compliment. Good morning, Jolene. How are you? So good to see you here. Uh, good morning. Uh, yes, I have, I see your question about Florida. I can definitely check on that. Are you just wanting to know, um, just all of the requirements for Florida or specifically about testing requirements in Florida? And it, is it pronounced Marie Chanel? I hope I'm not make. I hope I'm not messing that up. <laughs> okay. And then Kay is saying you used Wordly wise test. So they were familiar with multiple choice. Your son mentioned the language of the tests weren't clear to him. Okay. Gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. And then Marie Chanel is asking for all the requirements of Florida. I got you and Carful Academy. Good morning. So good to see you. You can get this shirt. It's linked in my profile. And if you use my promo code Tam, you can get 10% off. So yes, this is one of my favorites. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. That's why you see it in all of my uh, videos when I'm doing the Homeschool Help Desk. I'm like, this is my uniform now. (laughs) Okay. So Marie Chanel for Florida. So in Florida, you have three different homeschooling options. You have the option to homeschool under the homeschool statute. You can homeschool under a private school umbrella program, or you can homeschool with a private tutor. Okay. And Good morning, y'all. Good morning. And so for homeschooling under the homeschool statute, uh, which is the first option I mentioned, what you'd want to do is file your notice of intent, and you have to do that within 30 days of starting your program. Um, and then you also, it says state law requires the superintendent to accept the notice and immediately register the homeschool program. The school district cannot require any additional information unless the student decides to participate in a public school program or service. No grade level may be assigned, and a social security number cannot be included in any state or district database unless the student decides to participate in a public school program or service. Which that sounds very familiar to our state in Georgia. Here, you if our we can homeschool, but our kids can still play high school sports, for example. So that's what that's sounding like. Like you don't have to provide anything additional, anything in addition to your notice of intent, unless your child is participating in uh, one of their programs, like band or or. Um, or sports or like um, National Honor Society or something like that. Also, you must maintain a portfolio which says um, you need to include things like a log of educational activities and samples of writings, worksheets, workbooks, etc. You must keep the portfolio for two years after it's completed and the district superintendent or his agent can but it's not required to v- review your portfolio only after 15 days written notice. Oh, so they just can't pop up on you. That's good to know. (laughs) They have to give you at least two weeks notice if they wanna see your portfolio. Okay, and then you also must evaluate your student annually. Uh, And it says each student must be evaluated by one of the following options every year. Uh, And there's five options listed here. So you can have educational progress evaluation by a teacher, holding a valid teacher certification, The evaluation must include a review of a portfolio and discussion with the student. You can take any nationally normed student achievement test administered by a certified teacher. You can take a state student assessment test used by the school district and administered by a certified teacher at a location under testing conditions approved by the school district. You can be evaluated by a Florida licensed psychologist or school psychologist, or you can be evaluated with any other valid measurement tool as mutually agreed upon which they put that in quotes for some reason. So um, not sure what that means in terms of that last one, what is mutually agreed upon. I'm, I'm assuming if you make contact with your superintendent, they might give you a list of what is mutually agreed upon. But they also on the HSLDA website, which is where I'm reading this, they have a click here to learn more about testing and evaluation options, which uh, looks like it takes you Yeah, to just another page about, um, what am I trying to say? It takes you to another page on the HSLDA website. Okay, and the last bit, just a second. I'm going to get back to where I was because I clicked on that link. Um, And then also, if you decide to stop homeschooling, you do need to file a notice of termination. So all of that was under the homeschooling, under the homeschool statute, as in not an umbrella program and not a private tutor. Um, The umbrella program, homeschooling under the private school umbrella program is just, you're enrolling your child in a private school that is registered with the Florida Department of Education, they'll oversee your program. They will oversee your homeschool program. And then for the private tutor option, it says that your tutor must have a valid Florida certificate to teach the subjects or grades in which instruction is given. They must keep their records and then also they must provide um, instruction for 180 days. So, whoo. <laughs> Florida has some rules. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with you, Lady Mystic. There are a lot of rules for different states, 100%. And that's also why it's like I, I like doing the lives this way because a lot of times when you're just watching, um, you know, homeschool creators like myself, we're talking about our state, our experience, but you might have questions about your state, your experience, and you want someone that's gonna like help break it down. Cause sometimes it's a little confusing and and the language is it's like, you need to know what it means. So, um, so yeah. A lot of different rules, though. So um, Marie Chanel, I do hope that that was helpful and that I didn't go too fast. I also, everything that I just read to you is on the HSLDA website, which is, um, you can go there directly or you can click on the first link that's on my resources list, and that will take you there. All right, and so Homeschool Mama is saying, I keep being told from other moms that Arizona is so free with homeschooling but I still get nervous that someone will come check everything I do with my children. Oh my goodness, so temporary, like personal experience with that, okay? I right now, right, right now, still have up here in the corner of my classroom, our declaration of intent, our immunization records, the laws for Georgia, printed out and laminated, and it's hanging up right there in the corner of my classroom like a business license. Okay, because that's how nervous I was when we started um, homeschooling. Because I just, I just always felt like I was going to get a knock at the door and someone was going to demand to see my records. Like, you know, like knock, knock, open up, FBI. You know, just so. Trust me, I've been there and I'm kind of, I, I don't want to, I don't feel like I'm still there because like I said, we're going into our ninth year and no one has come, Um, but it still does like make me a little nervous. So trust me, you're not alone in that. But I will say most of the laws that I have read and the regulations um, are that no one can just show up, that there, there can be no surprise visits. Like you just heard me read for Florida, they have to give at least two weeks notice. I would imagine in Arizona, it is very much the same. And then you also have to consider for the amount of homeschoolers there are, who, whose job would it be to drive around and do that? They just don't have the staffing <laughs> to do such a thing. So um, trust me, your fears are valid. Like I had them, but at the same time, probably no one's coming <laughs> unless you've, you know, given them a reason or been reported or something of that nature, you know, which for the vast majority of homeschoolers, that is not the case. Relentless Factory is saying um, in Arizona, no rules really just have to test into third test into the grade if they ever go back to public school. Gotcha. Yeah. And Lady Mystic is saying, we have the Department of Education, but they have no clue here what homeschooling is about. <sighs> yeah. You know, and I think for a lot of people they still have the mentality that homeschooling is in some way you're being like, you're wanting to hide or be subversive or something to that effect. And, and the truth is homeschooling is just a tool. It's just like growing your own food. And I've said this before in other videos, but just like some people choose to grow their own food rather than go to the grocery store, they choose to have chickens and goats and things instead of going to the grocery store. People who homeschool are just choosing to do it themselves rather than utilize the public options that are available. That's all that it is. So it's not like you have some other kind of nefarious reasons for doing things or anything like that. It's just a matter of a personal choice. Just like if you were choosing to, you know, do uh, private school. You know, no one really has a problem if you're willing to pay someone else to teach your kids. But it seems like there's a problem if you want to pay yourself <laughs> to teach your kids. That's a problem. Which I think, again, it just is one of those things that we will have to overcome in time through, um, you know, just one video at a time, one conversation at a time. So many haven't registered due to the law that they are overstepping our human rights. Mm, such a big fight here. No, I totally understand that. and most of the time with that like i said it just comes from a just a lack of understanding but most people i think once they've had a conversation with homeschoolers a lot of times it's like oh i didn't i didn't realize that you were so passionate about teaching your kids or i didn't realize that you guys actually put so much work into it i think they really do think we just sit around and let our kids watch youtube all day as a way of getting out of school. When in fact, most of us are so much more passionate about school and education that we do it even harder. Like we do it even more than what is required of us. Like for my state, for example, we have, I think only five subjects that we're required to teach, like reading, writing, math, science, and social studies. Five subjects that we are required But for our family personally, we do so much more than that. (laughs) And that's not a bragging point. That's just like, I take my kids' education extremely seriously. It's not that I'm trying to get out of them going to school or anything like that. And I test them more too. (laughs) Like I'm only required to test them for third, sixth, ninth, and 12th, but we do an evaluation at the beginning and end of every year. So like I said, the vast majority of people I know they take it much more seriously and and want to do more than the minimum. Thank y'all again for those likes. Yes. So relentless factor, you're saying your mom is so traditional. She wonders when my son will go back to public school. So, yeah, um, my mother also was not on board at the beginning. Um, and primarily, same reason my mom is traditional. She um, she didn't know what she didn't know. And so I, I happened to be talking to her over the weekend. And she I asked her, like, you know, what was the turning point for you? when it came to homeschooling. And she gave me two examples. Um, The first thing was um, at the beginning when my kids were still very young, I was still in the military and I had to go away for some training. And so I left my mom in charge with a spreadsheet of what my kids were supposed to do from, you know, from sunup to sun sundown, basically, from the time they woke up to the time they went to sleep. I included what snacks they were supposed to have, like every little bit. And this goes back to when I've told y'all in the past, I was super rigid. Like, I was super rigid. <laughs> okay. And so I had, like, in spreadsheet form every day that they were going to be with her, what they were supposed to be doing, what they were supposed to be eating, what they were supposed to be wearing. And I left her and said, Here you go, execute. Like, and at the end of that time that I was away, she came back and she was like, Oh my gosh, I didn't, I had no idea it was so much. So just having her walk in my shoes for a couple of days, I think, gave her a newfound respect for what I was trying to accomplish. And then the second thing that she said really sealed the deal for her was um, for a while, my parents lived in the Caribbean and we went to go visit them for a month. And we went during what would have been considered school days for um, public school because it was like end of February, beginning of March that we were there. No, end of February to the end of March, excuse me. Um, and we, that would have been impossible. Um, if we were in school, we would have been truant or whatever, and that would have not been possible. So being able to do that and visit for such a long time during school time, or, you know, during the time public schools were in school, that just wouldn't have happened. And my kids wouldn't have had that experience because we did, we went to visit museums and all that kind of stuff while we were there. And, um, you know, I, I don't know what it is for your mother that is, The block for her but maybe try something similar to let her have a walk in your shoes for a day or or follow along for a day with you guys or even going to visit her in a time where your kids wouldn't have been able to see her otherwise maybe that might also help but i know it's, it's frustrating to not have that support um because i've been there but trust me most of the time they come around especially my family like everyone just knows that we homeschool, they encourage it, they accept it, and they support it even by buying things for the homeschool. So, Yeah. And Yo Steph, good morning. Um, Yo Steph is saying, I have family that thinks I school my child seven or eight hours a day. They can think that. <laughs> Let them think it. Because learning really does, all, it's happening all the time. And that is the truth. Like, learning is really all the time, in my opinion. And Yosef, you're asking, what are my thoughts on unschooling? 100% support it. I've mentioned before, like my brain is half drill sergeant, half hippie, right? So for me, I require structure. I require seeing some things on spreadsheet. I require, you know, being able to quantitatively show my kids started here and now they're here. So that's about me. And for that reason, the beginning half of our homeschool day is pretty structured and it does have workbooks that align with the common core standard, et cetera. But the second half of our school day is much more unschooled, much more open to what my kids' interests are. And I really do follow their lead down whatever rabbit hole they want to go down. So it satisfies both sides of my brain. Um, you could think of it as like the beginning part of my day is a kind of Charlotte Masony, but not really. <laughs> like, like loose Charlotte mason <laughs> And in the end, the second half of our day is unschooled. Like we could literally learn anything on, in the second half of the day. I do have our pirate guidelines for the end of the day. Like, you know, I say on Mondays we should be doing science, but sometimes it's not science. <laughs> sometimes it's just whatever my kids want to know. Um, But yeah, those are my thoughts on that. I, I hundred percent agree with it. I think it's, how we all learn, right? Like we are all currently as adults unschooling. When you want to learn something, you don't wait until Tuesday at ten o'clock to do it. You just go for it and do the research. And I think teaching your kids in that same way is just going to set them up for success as an adult because they won't be waiting for a multiple choice, you know, question to to make a decision. They will just know how to think and learn and find out things on their own. So I one hundred percent agree with home with unschooling, but I know that I require some structure as well. <laughs> uh, thank y'all. Good morning, Precious. Good, good to see you. Good to see you. Thank you for being here. Good morning, Julie. <laughs> she says, Julie says, yay, Tam time. I appreciate y'all so much for being here. Good morning. Hey, Jaws Existence. I see your question. Um, Man, that's... That's hard. Um, so you're saying your mother disconnected and detached from you, and your children? So her motives to be around are always an agenda. I totally, yeah. If it, if it's, if another soapbox moment. If it's not good for your kids, don't don't even bother with it. Um, and I've said this in the past. Like other people's opinions is not a part of the curriculum. You don't need other people's opinions um, because you know I will. I consistently see in my videos, people who don't agree with homeschooling. That's cool, man. That's on you. <laughs> we don't need your agreement in order to do this. We don't require your consent or your um, approval. And that includes close people that are supposed to be close to us too. Like you can just sit back and watch the show as long as they're not, you know, trying to interfere. Like You can disapprove from over there, <laughs> but you know, don't get in my way. That's all all that is required. Um, So, but yeah, I I definitely understand that that's that's hard. That is, that's actually one of the things that I was, uh, that inspired the most recent video too on my page about socializing or socialization, which is always one of the main questions that comes up, right? Whenever someone wants to question homeschooling it's usually either about socialization like almost always and one of the things that i really wanted to make sure people don't forget is that yes we as homeschoolers we can get our kids involved in things put them in all the sports all the clubs everything but also understand that sometimes kids do best on their own or in a very like one-on-one basis that's me like over the weekend i had my birthday And I kept being, getting asked like, oh, what are you doing for your birthday? And I'm like, nothing. (laughs) And I meant that with like passion and relief because I am gifting myself (laughs) peace and I am gifting myself the privilege of doing nothing. (laughs) Like, I don't want to host anything. I don't want to attend anything. I don't want to feel like I've got to get dressed up and be on display for my birthday. You know, like, and that's me though. Other people could not imagine not doing something for their birthday. They would feel like, oh, no one acknowledged me on my birthday. Okay, you have both people in this world. Like I have a cousin who, if she's listening, hey girl, um, she has like big parties. I could never. (laughs) And she knows, like, like, don't invite me because I'm not coming. (laughs) But with love with love, I'm not coming. (laughs) So so yeah, I mean, we're just different. And I think it's important to acknowledge that kids are that way too. Like my being an introvert and preferring to be alone is not a result of any sort of negative experience as a kid. I just genuinely prefer (laughs) quiet and to be by myself and to just read. And a lot of other people aren't into that. So, you know, we have to make sure that we're doing that for our kids too. Not every kid needs daily interaction. And I know my kids are like that. They're like, I I cannot, I don't want to be around other kids every day. So yeah, that's end of soapbox for me. (laughs) I just had to put that out there. Like, yeah. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at Cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now, back to the show. All right, and then Lady Missy, you're saying you had to put up boundaries with certain people because the way they handled us homeschooling. Yeah, you have to. You have just like not everybody's going to be invited into your home. Everybody's not going to be invited into, you know, the intimate details of your homeschool experience. I totally get that. Happy Earth Strong. Thank you, Jai Existence. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Lady Mystic. I definitely just wanted to breathe. Yeah. And actually, I wanted that for the whole month of May because, you know, you got Mother's Day and my birthday in the same month. And I was like, yeah, if I could just not be required to do anything. Or go anywhere. That would be the the gift. Moo Mama says, doing nothing is my jam. I am a homebody. Same. I am a certified homebody. Like that might be my next t-shirt. Y'all is certified homebody. If I, I personally do not require, I don't have to leave my house. Like this right here is plenty of socialization for me. <laughs> and then when we, you know, meet up again tomorrow, that's good. Like, I don't require constant interaction. Aha, Relentless Factory says, I want to be invited, but know that I won't come. Yeah, same. Like it is so nice to be thought of and included, but just know I'm probably not gonna be there. (laughs) I will send something. That's why Amazon is fantastic for that. Yeah. Yep. Jazz Existence says, I understand whatever floats your boat. We're all different. And that's the thing. I think some people, when they're thinking about socialization for kids, they forget that kids are different too. And they just, like, I know when I was a kid, I was involved in sports, after school clubs, band. I don't even know. Some other, like, talent shows and stuff. No. (laughs) I did it because it was expected. That was the thing you were supposed to do. But ask my family now, do I want to talk about sports? Like, not really. No. (laughs) I will be polite and conversational about sports in the South (laughs) because I'm from the South. But if my husband's not watching, if my mother's not watching, I'm not watching. I'm not watching it by myself, usually. (laughs) Unless it's Georgia when they won the championship. I didn't need nobody to watch that day. I was just excited. My school was going to (laughs) win. <clears throat> That's right. Mom needs mom time. Okay, so um, Jolene is saying, hubby's birthday is coming up and he wants to invite friends that don't really support us homeschooling. Well, they're there for the birthday party. Why y'all even talking about homeschooling? <laughs> and I was just like, just let's just invite your parents. And also when it comes to the weird comment, we're going to pretend there weren't weird kids in public school you know it's like this goes back to what i was saying about how some people like to romanticize their experience like everybody's school had a quote-unquote weird kid or multiple weird kids you were we were all weird to somebody else too by the way it's like i was i kind of floated between groups and trust me one group thought the other group was just as weird so i don't understand that like i said people i think they conveniently forget or they romanticize their their school experience but I don't feel like my kids need to sit outside waiting for the bus in 30 degree weather (laughs) to become better people (laughs) like if I can spare them that (laughs) I'm okay with that I don't I really don't understand I don't make like I say maybe some people have just forgotten I have not forgotten that I did not enjoy school I just went because I was supposed to but you better believe if I lived, if I were a child in this day and age and I knew my parents could homeschool me, please, parents, let me. <laughs> let me be homeschooled so I don't have to go catch the bus at six o'clock in the morning and be around a bunch of kids that I'm not interested in being around. And that's another thing, too. like How many of us still even have friends from that age? I don't. I mean, I know a lot of people do, but I don't. Good morning. Thank y'all for being here. He <laughs> said, R- Julie says, It's me. I was the weird kid. We were all weird to somebody. That's what I'm saying. Like, even the athletes were weird to, I don't know, the art kids. So everybody's weird to somebody. Dylan, you're saying, I don't want to answer all the homeschool questions at the party. Don't. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Just say, aren't you so sweet to be concerned? <laughs> have some punch. Moo Mama says, yes, I hated school. Graduated early, too. Julie says, by high school, I was begging to homeschool. I totally get that, y'all. That's what I'm saying is, like, I really do think people have chosen to ignore certain facts about the, their schooling experience And also y'all have to consider too, like, and I've said this in the past, like teachers, in my opinion, are not allowed to teach the way they want to anymore. Like I'm so, if you've ever, if you haven't spent any time on teacher talk, I definitely recommend going to listen to some of these teachers and what they are going through and what they're experiencing with administration and, and, and with students. But for the most part, like the, the teachers are fine with the students. It's like, they want to have the, shackles thrown off so that they can actually teach and and a lot of them don't have that or they don't feel supported by their administration to teach the way they feel would be best for their classroom so yeah we're good with where we're at (laughs) precious says she lives in chicago the snow girl i cannot any place that snows on purpose regularly i just cannot do i cannot do it (laughs) so i get that You say, I was only in school to socialize, not learn. And that's the thing, too. I really do think some people forget, like, you can learn outside of school. Like, everything you've learned since you graduated from school is an example of you learning outside of school. So, yeah. You were horribly bullied and hated school from middle school. Oh, yeah. I hate that. I'm so sorry that that was your experience. And you know what? That's another part that people just like to gloss over as though... Like bullying is supposed to build character somehow? Absolutely not. If I can spare my children that, no, I'm not going to do that. Jolene says, you were bullied when you were at school and then became head girl and and then it became worse. Yeah, that's the thing too. It's like some kids just are the worst. And you also wish you were homeschooled. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like if I can give this to my kids... Why not? Hi, Lady Alba. You're saying um, you're a homeschool mom, but we need more money, and so I'm considering going back to work. I'm legit so sad. Um, you know, I worked from home for a few years while we were doing this. Um, I don't know if that's something you would consider or would want to even do. But yeah, like I don't, I don't know your work background or what you're considering going back to work doing. Like if you're like a nurse or something, and you're going to go back to nursing. Um, but yeah, working from home was, was my jam. I just stopped doing that in February, but is it definitely, cause my thing was, I put homeschool up here. Like that is my top priority and yes, I want to make money too, but I want to homeschool more. So, you know, that was something that I did to help make ends meet. You're currently working full-time at home and will be homeschooling. Okay, yeah, awesome. Is it pronounced Eileen? I'm so sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. Please forgive me, y'all. Okay, and then, oh, you were a teacher. Do you know about out-school, um, Lady Alba? Have you heard of Lady, um, not have you heard of Lady Alba? <laughs> sorry, have you heard of out-school, which is where you can create your own classes and people can basically pay you to attend the whatever classes you would, um, that you would want to sign up for. I don't know if you have or have not, or even would wanna do something like that. But that's an option. I just, I recently learned about that. Julie is saying, I feel like if I do my job right by high school, I will be more of an advisor for my kids than a teacher. Absolutely you will. Yeah, because um, in my experience, my kids, excuse me, um, they definitely became more independent and for me around fifth grade. And now my now headed to eighth grader basically does it on her own for the most part. And I am just here to facilitate or to help her answer any questions that she has. All right, see you, Jolene. Thank you for me, for being here. And also thank you for that Rose Lady Alba. You totally forgot about it, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you taught dance on out school for a year. Okay, cool, so you, you definitely, yeah, you have some experience with that. And then also, I don't know where you reside, um, but my mother was telling me that because so many families want to homeschool, they will, they're hiring teachers like privately to educate their kids. And she gave me one figure for this teacher that she is, or that this person she knows of hired a teacher for $3,000 a week to teach their, to homeschool their three kids. And I was like, excuse me, what, <laughs> what? So apparently that's the thing, too, It's like uh, one of the things I was reading out for Florida was you can hire a person to be your private. What did it say? Let me go back. Yeah. Homeschooling with a private tutor, your child's instructor must hold a valid teacher certification to teach a subject. So if you know you having your own you already having a teacher's license, I don't know, maybe you could offer that as like, kind of like, not a nanny, but what is it? Well, I guess it is kind of like a nanny, but you would just be teaching, not like changing diapers or anything. (laughs) But when she said that, I was like, oh my goodness, that's a lot of money. But then when you break it down, like $1,000 per child per week for personal private instruction, I guess. (laughs) I guess if you got it, do what you want with it. But I was just, floored by that. <laughs> Julie says, suddenly, I want to go back to college, right? Like, that is definitely, it, it, it made my eyebrows go up, for sure. But it's, I mean, if the need, desire is out there, and someone wants to pay you to come in and be their kid's private teacher, tutor, oh, governess, that's the word I was thinking. I was not trying to say nanny. I was thinking governess, it's like we're bringing back the governesses. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so Lady Alba says, I actually have a family in my neighborhood that wants me to homeschool their kid. The dad told me, name your price. See? This is, uh, it, it exists, y'all. It's like the M&M's commercial. They do exist. <laughs> there are people out there that are like, hey, you're a teacher or you're, you know, a former teacher, Whatever please, we don't know what we're doing or we we don't want to do it or we've, you know, overwhelmed. We will pay you to come in from, you know, whatever hours to homeschool our kids. So, I mean, that to me sounds amazing. (laughs) And that could be a way that you're able to continue homeschooling and still, you know, bring in money for your family. So, hey, if it works out, and you've already got the offer there. And you know about outschooling, too. Because that's the thing is, like, getting a job does not look the same in 2022 as it did in 2012, right? Like, you don't have to leave your house. You don't have to um, go to a 9 to 5. You can create opportunities for income that that best fit you. You said, but his son. Okay, so Lady I was saying, but his son is one of those who isn't disciplined. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You do have to take that into account. Like, what is it worth? (laughs) Is it worth your piece? Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I can't answer that for you, but I totally get that. Like, I am not a fan of children who are disrespectful. And I I think I might leave it at that just for (laughs) the sake of not, not going off on too far of a tangent. But like that southern woman in me bristles at disrespect from anybody but especially children to adults like it's one thing to like you know have your child speak their mind it's another it's another thing entirely to have your child be disrespectful there is a difference <laughs> homeschooling homeschool mama says i bought a cricket and started a small business so i can stay home and homeschool while hubby works Ooh, okay kudos number one for you know you being in, having the ingenuity to, to start your own business that way and i am so close <laughs> to just jumping off that same cliff and getting a cricket because y'all i have a monogramming problem and possibly, I have, a, I have a new baby coming into my family, either a young little boy or a little girl, we don't know yet. But oof, that if I owned a cricket, that would be, it would be a problem. This whole room would be revamped to just be full of vinyl. <laughs> so I'm trying to control myself. But it's like when you know you have a problem, you try not to do things that exacerbate it. I feel like a cricket would set me over the edge. Hmm. <sighs> Take a breath on that. Okay, <laughs> Mrs. Flynn says, "I think if adults are respectful, then children will be." I get pissed if I expect my kids will too. Yeah, if I get pissed, I expect my kids will too. Yeah, that's so true. Children are, are mirror images of sometimes what they what their environment is like. So I totally get that, which is why, like I said, for me, sometimes I just have to be quiet, walk away. But. Mm. Lady Alba says, I think I just need to think outside of the box. I want this for my kids. I'm so glad I got on here. Oh, good. I'm so glad you're here too. Yeah, sometimes it just takes figuring out what's going to work best for you and what, um, you know, what do you want to do? Like, Because of course you can do a lot of things, but what do you really want to do that's going to allow you to have all of what you want or as much of what you want as you can? Good morning, PR Shorty. So good to see you here. You said, my best friend's daughter wants to homeschool. I told my best friend to bring her over and they could school together. Oh, that's so sweet of you. Yeah. So, uh, did she take you up on it or is she still listening? Or not listening, is she still thinking about it? I saw lis- and listened to you. So, I said and listening <laughs> in the comment. Thank you so much for that, lady. I appreciate that. And thank y'all so much for the likes too. You said meditation helps. You know what, Mrs. Flynn, what helps me is to just try not to be where children are <laughs> because you just never know what you're going to get. So I, for the most part, just keep to myself, <laughs> which is why I said I'm a certified homebody. But even when I'm out with my kids, I just stay focused on my kids or like the other mothers or parents in the area. Like I just I don't usually engage with other folks, kids. <laughs> Julia saying children also learn what you expect of them, even if it's different from their parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Children don't always act the same around every adult. So for example, you know, if you're around kids and they know you don't play that, they tend to act different around you than they might with their parents. <clears throat> so very true. PR Shorty is saying she's looking at curriculum for her. She's a paralegal and doesn't want to quit homeschooling. I told her why quit when I'm already doing it? Exactly. I really do think some people do look at homeschooling as you cannot work and homeschool, you know, but um, I think it just comes down to you don't know what you don't know, especially if you've not seen anyone doing it. And, you know, sometimes the most popular homeschoolers that you come across on social media are stay-at-home moms and homemakers. And that's just how it is, I suppose. So you just think, or you just kind of make the assumption of, well, this is all that's out there. I can only homeschool if I am a stay-at-home mom or homemaker. But yeah, the more that we talk about it, the more that we get out there and say, no, no, no. I started off, I was technically, when I first started, I had a full-time job working on a university campus. I was part-time in the military, so the National Guard, and then also homeschooling. Those, those all three things were happening at once. (laughs) Hence, The rigidness. (laughs) And then I was able to transition to only having the military. So I was only in the National Guard for a bit while we were homeschooling. And then I ended up having another part-time job working from home, doing like customer service for a retail company. And then I finally stopped working. (laughs) So it can be done. Like I feel like more of my more of our homeschooling was me working than not. But you know, it just—it's all about what you would like to do. Julie's asking, "Has anyone ordered next year's curriculum yet?" Got mine all ordered. Adding a lot more games next year. Yes, Julie, I am. My 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 um, list is being made as we speak. Most likely, I'll be pulling the trigger to order in early July. Um, for so, what I do is I go through and I do the compiling of the resources like the vetting of it, and then I show it to my kids um, over the summer. And then what they give the thumbs up to is what gets purchased. But I agree with you. I would like to add some more games next year. Um, Annie from the, what is her her username? Next Kids, oh my God, West. Oh my gosh, I forgot her username. She's from Canada though. She was talking about playing Risk but using a world map to play Risk. And I thought, oh man, I don't even have that game. We should probably invest in that. So yeah, definitely, I think game schooling will be more of what we do. Uh, And I'm excited about that because my son really likes to play games. I also saw that they have a Twister and Scrabble mix of a game. So I really wanna check that one out too. But what games are you thinking of if you don't mind sharing, Julie? Julie? Homeschool Mama says she has some items on her Amazon Amazon cart but hasn't ordered yet, just in case you want to switch things up. Yeah, exactly. I use the summer to really just vet things out and, you know, put things in that I like, take things out that seem like, you know, I liked it a week ago, but maybe this isn't really going to work. So I totally get where you're coming from on that. And um, also, I said I was going to share this. Um, if you are in the Southeast, like Georgia area, the Southeast Homeschool Expo is happening Towards the end of July, I've gone to it several times. I recommend it. Right now, if you sign up and use the code Free Twenty Twenty Two, pretty sure that's it. Let me just double check. <laughs> um, you can go for like just two dollars. I'm just double checking my email because I think that's what they said. Yeah, every I I usually get that invite every year to go, and it's so worth it just to see what's out there, to get caught up on the rules of what's going on, um, to attend different types of workshops where people are just you know sharing their story of what they've been through, and then um, they also get you can get a lot of freebies uh, while you're there too. So. I'm just making sure I had that code right. I'm pretty sure it was, yes, it's free 2022 uh, for the Southeast Homeschool Expo. It's happening uh, from July 29th through the 30th. But that first day is really more for if you're brand new to homeschooling. And then it's happening at the Cobb Galleria Center in Atlanta. So if you are familiar with where that is, um, definitely worth taking a look at that uh, Homeschool Expo. Okay, and let's see. Julie says, uh, they use the good and the beautiful. Their history has a game with it. Oh, cool. And their bird unit has Birds of Prey, a Birds of Prey game. That's interesting. Hi, ADHD housewife. You collect board games and game school quite a bit. Blah, blah, blah is great for early reading. Okay, let me check that game out. I also saw on someone's page, I, I wish I could remember whose it was, but you know how sometimes you're scrolling through and you just you forget uh, where you originally saw things. Um, there was someone who took the game of guess who and used and switched out the the faces of characters for sight words, for words. And so you would have to say things like, does your word have a long O sound in it? And I thought that was so cool. And I believe she sells it on Etsy. If I can go back and find that, I will let y'all know. But I thought that was cool. Um, Homeschool Mama wants to know anyone have children signed up with ESA? And how is the program? So if anyone in the comments or anyone here, Uh, have anyone have oh gosh I cannot speak this morning does anyone have their child signed up for ESA what is ESA if you don't mind me asking because I'm not sure if I'm familiar with that acronym yeah we had another question what is ESA And then also, Precious is asking, what are any game recommendations for preschoolers and kindergartners? Uh, I really like um, Trouble because it's great for counting and colors. Uh, plus, that little popping thing in the middle, it, they just love it. <laughs> but the dice in the middle, especially for just counting things uh, following and just following directions, because, you know, for different. Uh, numbers, you you have to either go forward or backwards or something like that. Um, so I like that game. Of course, memory, like just of just the kind that you flip over and match. You can do that with just a deck of cards or you can buy like a special memory board game. Um, let's see. What else? I've mentioned Sightboard Circle in the past where that's just putting out flashcards around on the floor. So you can have flashcards that teach like colors and you can say, go jump on red, go jump on Blue also twister twister is great for little ones just for getting that movement in there, too. Um, did homeschool mama respond with what is ESA? Did I hope I didn't miss it? I don't want to um skip that question, and I also see you guys dropping in different um games in the chat for preschoolers and kindergartners. So, thank y'all for that. I'm st- I'm just scrolling back up to see did I miss what is ESA? Because when I type it in I'm seeing like a bunch of different acronyms and I don't think any of the ones that I'm seeing are what you mean. Okay, so Homeschool Mama says, it's a program for kiddos that have IEPs or MET. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. That definitely wasn't what I was saying because what popped up for me was like an education savings account. But that's not what you're meaning. So she's asking, does anyone have, um, your child is signed up for any of these programs for kids that have an IEP or an MET or if your kid while in public school had an IEP, or MET? I, I have not had any experience with that personally, um, but yeah, if anyone in the chat has, um, definitely let us know and what like what your experience was with that and how it, how it went. Julia is saying, Peaceful Kingdom has great games for kids who are not ready for a, for a winner or loser type of game. Okay. Yes, and also there's lots of, I don't know if you have a, a tablet or if you want to consider digital games as well, but that's also on there. So like that's also an option for different games that you can consider for your preschooler. Just in case you didn't, always want to be involved in the game but you want them to play the game because <laughs> I know I've definitely done that where it's like okay I'm gonna go take a break y'all can play this game and you don't necessarily need me to be involved in it but because I do think that's something that's not necessarily talked about enough but sometimes moms need a break too guys <laughs> and and we should you know don't you don't have to feel guilty about it like the mom guilt is real but it is perfectly okay for you to take that 15 20 minutes to yourself and let your kids be bored. Um, I saw on Jen Hoskins account um she did a whole video about just letting your kids be bored and it's okay <laughs> because out of boredom can you know creativity can blossom and um you don't you don't have to fill every hour of your kids day With all different types of activities and social gatherings. And like, it's okay to just let them sit there and stare at a piece of paper and, you know, with a pencil or, you know, until they're inspired to draw something or write something. You know what I mean? And I think we as parents have to take that pressure off of ourselves to be all the things all the time and to fill every hour of every day of every week with, you know, things for our kids to do that are educational and da 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 da. Otherwise they won't be amazing people. Like, no, sometimes you can do too much. You can block their creativity by keeping them so engaged and so over that they don't know how to, they don't know how to just exist in the silence and come up with something for themselves, you know? So I know that was another soapbox moment, so. <laughs> but it's true, like, it's okay to let your kids be bored and just let their creativity lead them where it's gonna go. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 8:30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now back to the show. <laughs> so, mission let mom is saying after every field trip, the kids know mom is going to lock herself in the room. <laughs> I do that too. I don't lock it necessarily, but I'm like, all right, y'all. I'm tagging out. Dinner's dinner's over there. <laughs> uh and then Precious saying, yes, screen off and the boredom kicks in. Eventually they'll sit down and read a book or color. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I see other other moms in here are agreeing. Relentless factory, Julie are agreeing as well. Like, you do not have to look at boredom or your kid is bored as uh, something that you have to then rush in and fix. You can just, you know, acknowledge like, yeah, we don't really have anything going on today. So enjoy, (laughs) you know, and um, for me, when it comes to um, anything that I'm getting my my kids involved in, like whether it's going to be a club or a sport or anything, my only rule is that they have to want it more than me. And I noticed when my girls were a little younger, we were involved in Girl Scouts. And I just noticed that I was the one kind of like dragging them along just like, okay guys, come on, get dressed. we have a meeting, let's go. You would not want to be late. And I just finally said, no, we're going to stop. I'm not going to take them back until they ask me because they were old enough at this point to know how to look at a calendar and tell time and that sort of thing. So I just told them when their meetings were. And if they said... Mom, our meetings today are, you know, don't forget. Our, then, then I know they want to be there as opposed to me just filling up their calendar with things. And what ended up happening is we ended up taking like a year and a half, maybe maybe two years off from Girl Scouts because they weren't asking. And I wasn't going to keep taking in there. And they were like, Mom, why don't we go to Girl Scouts anymore? I just because y'all didn't ask. You didn't ask to go. And so now my youngest daughter, she is asking to go. So we'll, we'll start going again. And my oldest has... Um, You know, basically changed her mind and is now doing um, something else uh, that she enjoys much more, which that's that's the thing is I want you to be telling me, reminding me that you want to go to this thing. that's how I know you're very much interested. And it's not just me, you know, forcing it. Julie saying, when my kids get bored, they pretend to be video game characters. (laughs) It's been great for their communication skills. Yeah, that's so true. Like playing make-believe is a whole thing like because you have to, you know, come up with the scenarios, the plot, the location. It is absolutely amazing for communication and creativity. So I agree with you there. And some kids are just, they just prefer games and video games. Like I don't know if y'all are gamers or have gamers in your house but these games are very sophisticated now <laughs> like some of these missions that kids have to go on or like not just kids but anyone who's gaming some of these missions that gamers have to do and like the challenges they have to go through they really do test your patience your um communication if you're playing a partner uh, a partner game and just just your your critical thinking your reasoning like Video games are not the enemy. They can be like part of your curriculum if you if you really think about it, because it's going to teach things that just can't be taught from a worksheet or a workbook. So that's my little plug for let your kids play video games. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's like you can definitely help your child's development and imagination, just like Precious is saying, um, with letting them play pretend letting them play video games. Julie's saying, I have ADHD and I love video games. Yes, I will still challenge anyone that comes to my house to Mario Kart. Like we still have the N 64 plugged up, ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, Julie's saying video games are a way to meet quality time, love language in my house. You are so right. Precious saying, I learned that kids that play video games have better decision-making skills. I would, I would agree with that. There's so many, especially these newer games, like I said, um, because you have so many decisions that you have to make. It's basically, these video games are like one long choose-your-own-adventure, and it can get intense. It can take weeks or months to get through the entire game, and just that level of commitment, that perseverance, um, that dealing with disappointment, you know, learning how to deal with not meeting your goal, how, how you deal with not, um, you know, making it through that mission, learning how to just handle that. Um, I I put it on par with sports because like I said, some of these games do require teams, some don't, but I would put video games right up there with, for, for everything that you say you can achieve in sports, video games can do it too. Definitely on a mental level. Obviously some sports are much more physically demanding, but mentally, I would put video games and sports, like, in the same category. Mission Led Mama is saying, my oldest is a gamer, so I feed into the no screen part by playing lots of board games. Yeah, you can definitely... Oh, gosh, like Monopoly? Come on. Monopoly is out here <laughs> teaching life lessons for sure. Oh, my gosh. Moo Mama says, they actually made a video game for ADHD. I want to try it. Oh, yeah. What's it called? Or have you... You know, if you know the name of it, um, Julie is saying my kids beat all their kids' game in a matter of days. <laughs> I totally understand that because uh, kids like they can just go and process so quickly. Homeschool mom says my son is eight, and I'm amazed how good he is on Roblox. Same, my son is like a Roblox Minecraft savant. He tries to teach it to me, and I'm just like, uh huh, and yes, I totally. Yes, I and mean, he just made this portal once so quickly. And I'm just like, year six? You just turned six? What? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yes, I'm t- I'm just right there with you, homeschool mama. And my oldest ones, too. Like, they will build these buildings and worlds so quickly. It's like, yeah, okay, guys. <laughs> uh, Julia saying, I let them play hard for a couple days. They beat it, then they don't touch it for a while. Yeah, yeah, I think that's totally normal because, like, you go through – they, to, mentally it's really intense and you're into it and then after a while it's like you don't want to touch it you're ready to go outside popsicles, trampoline like old school play so that's I think that's a good balance to to have it where you, ha- you have some days where it's just they're on it for hours and then other days they don't even look at it so I totally get where you're coming from on that relentless factor saying yeah my son is putting in codes at seven years old exactly <laughs> like y'all we have to really watch out because we could have a like real live Dexter's laboratories going on. <laughs> like I try so hard to keep up with what they're doing, which is why I let them teach me. Like we'll take um, turns teaching each other, which I also mentioned was like a way that um, you could learn your kid's learning style by letting them teach you. Cause more often than not, your kid is going to teach you in the way that they would like to be taught. So that is another thing you could try if you're just, you know, kind of getting into it, or you just want to know what your kid's learning style is. And also keep in mind, your kid's learning style can change over time. So they might have been very kinesthetic, but as they get older, they're more visual. So letting your kid teach you helps you understand how to teach them. Um, But yeah, like that, (laughs) their coding is, is real right now. Yeah. And then uh, Precious is saying that she plays Roblox with her five-year-old the other day and was highly confused. Girl, fame. (laughs) I sit in support. Um, But yeah, it's a lot. Okay, Moo Mama says the game that is for ADHD is called Endeavor RX. You have to get a, a prescription from the doctor. A prescription to play the game? What? I hadn't heard of this. Let me do some... Let's look that one up endeavor rx oh wow oh my goodness thank you for dropping this in there i had literally never oh this looks cool though never heard about it but this is so cool so i am assuming how it works is um, once you have the adhd diagnosis from your doctor you can request the prescription um Oh no! It says you can because they have on here how to get a prescription. You can have a virtual appointment with your tech with their telehealth partner, or you can get it by talking to your child's current doctor. So I guess if you can get it from your personal doctor or through their telehealth partner on their website, that's interesting. That's good to know. I'm gonna add that on here, but I um in to the recommended resources list. But I'll just make sure that I'll put you do need a prescription from your to get it. I think that's cool to know that that even exists. Because yeah, that, that's another thing about this list, y'all. Like, It doesn't have to be something that necessarily you personally are using or that I personally am using, but just as, because I know a lot of us would do create content on here for homeschooling. Someone might come to you in the comments with like any help for my child who has ADHD and you could recommend something like this, like Endeavor Rx to them. So that's another reason why I really like this list and I really appreciate y'all putting the um these recommendations in the comments so because you just never know who you might help or who might you know just be feeling a little lost or hopeless or whatever because they're like i can't find anything i can't find any resources but you know these lives i think are really helpful for that exact reason of just being able to say like look hey i know you're looking for something for your son or your daughter have you heard about this so thank you for mentioning that I am going to call this one, I'm going to call it computer science because it's a video game, but I'm going to say it's for multiple ages. Okay. All right. And then Relentless Factory is saying, I did see a Roblox Roblox coding class on Groupon for young children. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I have no doubt, y'all, that within five years, I think coding is going to overtake I wouldn't be surprised to see it overtake foreign language in schools because it's just that important. I really, I I wouldn't be surprised. And especially because they're making it a lot easier to use things like Google Translate. So yes, it's important to also learn a foreign language, but I just would not be surprised to see that happen. Like coding becomes required rather than an elective. You know what I mean? I would not be surprised to see that happen at all. Yeah. Yeah, you're saying you can see that. No, I, yeah. I'm everything happens in a digital space now. And I think for a while our parents maybe didn't take it too seriously cuz they thought, "Oh, it's it's just a fad. It's just for nerds or whatever." But everything uses or requires technology in some capacity now, and someone somewhere has to first write that code that allows for the technology to be usable and user-friendly. So I can definitely see that, see coding, making the transition from elective, if you want to, to required, definitely. I hope y'all enjoyed that episode of the Homeschool Help Desk Live. Remember that I am on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.